Hello, beautiful humans. I am your host, Marissa, and welcome back to the Hope Wellness Podcast, where we dive into everything from the effects of diet culture and how to free yourself from it, body image struggles and healing, and provide you with some no BS nourishment truths. So welcome back to another episode. I've got the lovely Sarah joining me here today. Thanks for being with us, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to chat about all of these topics, all of the things I'm so excited to, it's going to be a good one. Um, so just to give a little bit of background on Sarah, we really like met through Instagram, which again, Instagram connects me with so many amazing women and people. And, um, Sarah is doing amazing work in that space. Um, she is a body acceptance and intuitive movement coach, and she has battled with an eating disorder for eight plus years, which also led her to struggling with body dysmorphia and feeling completely consumed with rules around food and exercise, which I can relate to so much. And I'm sure so many people listening can relate to that also. Um, And through releasing those rules and restrictions, she has um, really turned it around for herself and found that freedom with food. And although it wasn't an easy process, her body and thoughts finally let her live free and joyfully which I feel like are two things that we're all searching for. We're all searching for that like freedom and that joy in our lives and to really just like take back our power in our lives because I mean, diet culture just robs us of so much in our lives and it's crazy. Um, So yeah, I am really just excited to chat with you and hear more about your story. Let other people hear about what you've gone through and what's led you here. So take it away, Sarah, Um, whatever you want to share with us and what brought you here. Yeah. So it's been a long journey. Um, And I think that's kind of like a first point that I want to make is that like, this takes a long time to heal your relationship with your body. I mean, we've been molded for so long, whether it's by, you know, people in our lives or society at large, like that our bodies are the most important things about us and how they look determine everything, our success, our value, our worth. Um, so unraveling all of that and getting to a point where you can accept your body, how it is and define your worth in things other than what it looks like takes time. Um, so like you mentioned, like I battled with an eating disorder for eight plus years and it wasn't until honestly, I got like deep into recovery, probably like two years into actual recovery that I started to appreciate my body. Um, so like, it's not this overnight, you know, listen to a few podcasts, which these are very, very helpful. Um, and the tips and tricks that you learn here are so helpful, but it takes a lot of effort and a lot of practice. Um, and that's what, you know, I learned on my journey. Um, and then again, having like support is what got me here. So I wouldn't be where I am today without support guidance, fellowship, friendship, you know, professional support, all of the things and trying to do this on your own is commendable in a way, but it's also like really commendable to realize that healing this deep wound that's been there for potentially several years. Um, (laughs) I'm so sorry about that. Um, yeah, (laughs) is, um, like, it's just commendable to accept the fact that you need help as well. So, um, 
you don't have to go through it alone, essentially. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I've learned, you know, through meeting people like you and through my Instagram account and sharing my journey is that there are way too many, in my opinion, too many women who suffer with this. Um, but that also makes it like that much easier. It's like, you know, you're not alone. You're not the only one who feels this way and you're not the only one trying to fix it and trying to heal that relationship. So yeah, it's just, it's a journey, but know that just by listening to these things, these podcasts, you know, filling your social media with positive outlooks on body image and, um, positive relationships with food and things like that. Like these are steps in the right direction and you're going somewhere. Like it's going to take time, but you'll get there and hopefully live free because we all deserve that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it does take time. And like you said, it's those little steps that make a difference because in the moment, I even think back to when I really first started to dive into healing like it felt like nothing was ever going to change. I was like, okay, I'm doing what quote unquote, everyone's telling me to do, but those things add up and it's not like a flip of a switch, but it's like over time you slowly start to realize, okay, like I, those positive affirmations are actually making a difference. And I am speaking to myself in a kinder way, or I am not fixating so much on my body every single day. So it just takes time and like almost trusting the process. Right. So for you, like, um, cause I know you went through like an eating disorder, which is like such a struggle in itself. Like what really would you say helped you like get onto that more healing path? Like, was it like a moment where you were like, okay, like I'm sick of living this way or was it like, what kind of sparked that for you? Yeah. So when I decided to recover a few years back, so I had relapsed and this was my second, you know, time going through an eating disorder, I guess you could say. Um, and I was, you know, living with my husband and I was just thinking about the life that I wanted with him. And I knew that my relationship with him was suffering because of my eating disorder my relationship with my parents and friends, my relationship with myself was clearly struggling. And I knew the life that I wanted involved a family and involved date nights with him where I could go out and eat whatever I wanted and didn't have to stress that I was missing the gym and, you know, just that freedom. And I knew that what I was doing and the life I was living, the habits I was, you know, incorporating into my daily life around food and exercise were not sustainable and would not give me that life that I knew I deserved, but also that he deserved, you know, he, you know, like we're partners in this and I don't want to make him struggle. I don't want to make our relationship struggle. So that was kind of the turning point for me. Um, just knowing the life that I wanted was not going to come through constantly shrinking my body and, you know, eating less and less and less. Um, it was making me a miserable human, to be honest. I, it's crazy when you like are in it, you don't really notice how negative you are or how much of a personality you don't have until you start to fuel your body and not pay so much attention to it. And you're like, wow, I was a really negative person. Um, so yeah, at that point I was like, I, things need to change. And so I sought out professional help, um, through a dietitian and a therapist as well. Um, and I think that that was like the big turning point was, accepting that I needed help. Um, because I wasn't going to convince myself 
to make those small daily changes that needed to be made. I needed the reinforcement, the accountability, the actionable steps to take. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I began and why I decided to heal. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And that's something I always say too, is like, don't feel like you need, and you said this, like right off the bat, don't feel like you need to go through it alone, like reach out for help, reach out for support. And it is really a matter of curating your environment too. Like whatever you see, the people you're around, like I even talk, talk to a lot of women who, um, whether it's their work environment or their friend group or, or whatever it is, like the thing is, you know, you can be working on your healing journey, but if someone else isn't aware of their deeply conditioned, like diet culture lingo or the things that they believe, like that can also be triggering. And it's not like you need to like be this person to help everyone else heal either, but to be aware that, you know, being on your own journey is important and maybe like distancing yourself if it's really like um, hindering you in a way, but just being like aware of your environment, I feel like is a really big one too. Um, And I always like to ask this for my guests I have on who are very into like healing the body image and all these things, because I think a lot of people, misinterpret like healing your body image as it should be now that you always like the way that you look and I really believe that body image is way more about what's actually like happening inwards it's not even about what we look like and I know you talk a lot about the body acceptance piece too and so I'm just curious to hear your take on like do you think that body image healing really starts like inwards and is it when we heal that inner wound or like those pieces of us that's when it kind of like all pieces itself together yeah for sure so like things that I walked clients through I you kind of said it where like body image and your struggles with it typically have nothing to do with your body like it really doesn't even though that's how it manifests that's not the deeper issue um and like it's a self-worth thing, self-confidence, things like that. And that's because we're taught that our self-confidence and our self-worth self-worth has to do with our body and our appearance, but you can have those things without loving the way you look. And so I take clients through the beginning or take them, take them back to the beginning where we, you know, figure out what your triggers are, figure out what kind of, where's the root of all of these, you know, body image issues, where do they come from? And like unraveling all of that, because it takes unraveling that to actually start to build that confidence back up in my opinion. And like you mentioned, finding those triggers, whether it's work situations, your friend group, family members I've found has been a huge, huge trigger for a lot of women. Um, and again, you can't always avoid it 100%, but when you're aware of what your triggers are, it makes it a lot easier to cope with and to prepare yourself and be proactive and how you can kind of make sure that those aren't impacting your own thoughts about yourself. Um, and so, yeah, really kind of getting back to the root is where I think it starts. I also really preach the body acceptance and body neutrality over body love, body love to me seems really aspirational. And I've said it before, but honestly, in, in my world, in my life, I'm never going to love every aspect of how I look. It, 
I'm just not like, it just is what it is, but that's the acceptance part of me. Like I can accept that even though I don't love how my legs look, I can appreciate everything they do for me. I can appreciate that my confidence doesn't need to stem from how my legs look because I offer so much more to the world than a pair of thighs and cat. Like that's such a small thing. And to, it's really doing yourself a disservice to limit what you offered the world to the size of your body, because you were made for so much more than that. And when you only judge yourself and let others judge you based off what is seen on the outside, it's really unfair to your soul, your personality, like your capabilities, your opportunities, like it's, there's so much more to you. So leaning more away from loving your body and what it looks like and just accepting it and knowing that there's like all these other realms of you that make you who you are. It's just, I love that. Can we just like take a second to bask in that? Because that for me is where like everything started for me was being able to like define my worth outside of my appearance appearance and that's something that you said and I related so hard to that and like not identifying so hard with what your body looks like and I think we do that a lot we do that with our bodies we do that with our work work ethic which I've talked about before but like we live in a society where yeah every everything stems from how we look and it's so exhausting yes it's it's crazy that like from the moment we wake up till the moment we go to sleep we're thinking about how are other people's viewing how are other people viewing me what are they seeing what like looking in the mirror constantly body checking pinching at our skin and I think there's like several steps that need to happen to you know define your worth outside of your body because again you've been like, especially women, we've been pinned to, this is the only thing that matters about you. And so it's taking steps to one, identify things about yourself that have nothing to do with your body. Like just take it back to that. That seems really simple, but there are things that matter about you that don't have to do with your appearance. And then like, I always go back to also like morals and, you know, your values that you want to live by and listing those out because oftentimes those values that we uphold and like want to uphold, it wouldn't matter what shape or size we are like that, that doesn't impact how you live, how you treat others, how you want to be treated. So kind of getting back to that. And I think it's really important to also like how we speak to ourselves and how we speak to our bodies, like changing it from being so degrading all the time to like just neutral and just like appreciative and understanding that like we are a body. This is our vessel though. And this is what like takes us through our life, but it's not what makes our life. It's not what determines how we live our lives and things like that. And, um, I just think, you know, defining your worth and getting back to like those things that just get overlooked because 
I read this in a, in a book I read about body images, like we've become the viewed, but also the viewers. So it's like, we're constantly on the outside of our bodies, looking at ourselves from the outside. And it's like getting back in to yourself, which sounds super woo woo, but like getting back into who you are and stop being the viewer of yourself from the outside, but view yourself from the inside out and see what about you makes you special and unique and stop trying to be somebody else or look like somebody else be you because that's what's, that's, what's amazing is that we're not all the same. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, getting back to that appreciation piece, like I don't think enough people think of it as in a sense of appreciation, because I feel like a, like a lot of us on a day-to-day basis, we take so many things for granted, like being able to walk outside, being able to just get out of bed. Like a lot of people don't even have those simple luxuries. And here we are beating ourselves up any chance we get and picking our bodies apart. And one thing that really made me see my body in a different light was my like the injury that I went through and I don't want anyone to ever have to go through like physical pain to have that like aha moment but for me it was really like okay I like when I'm pain-free or when I can like move the way I want to move I vow to myself to just never pick myself apart again because for me to be pain-free and to move however you want to be able to move is such a gift and when that's taken away from you, you're like, how the hell did I spend so much time of my precious life, like hating my body or like worrying about how I look when in reality too, another thing I like to remind myself is that literally no one cares what you look like. Everyone is so concerned with themselves. Like everyone is so conceited and that's okay. We're all just living in our own realities. Like that is the reality of it. But no one's looking at you or thinking about you or obsessing about you in the way that you think they are. Yep. It's, it's crazy how much time, like when really, so we're thinking, what are they going to think of me? How are they going to look at me? They're watching me. They're watching me. And all they're thinking is how are they going to think about me? Like they're thinking about the exact same things. Nobody's actually focused on you as much as you are. So you need to, like I said, you need to stop being that outside viewer of yourself. And I think something that I really realized too, when I like stopped trying to shrink myself and shrink my body to get to a happy place and be the happiest I've ever been. That's what I was convinced. I was like, once I hit this number or hit this body size, I'm going to be so happy. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. And then all my food rules will drop all of a sudden. And that's what diet culture promises us, right? Yes. Yes. And one, once you hit that number, the number always drops, like you've hit it and then it's never good enough. Right. So it's not going to bring happiness that way. And two, once you get that number, you're probably so miserable because you've restricted for so much, or you've just had these food rules and exercise rules that there's just no way you can be happy because it's not maintainable or sustainable. So what I realized is that happiness doesn't come from a body size or a body shape or, you know, the weight on the scale. Happiness is such an internal thing and something that you have to bring from the inside out. And it comes from being confident in, again, who you are, like to your core, not who you are on the outside to other people viewing you Um, and completely shifting that, you know, 
source of happiness was huge for me and realizing that just because I was a lower number on the scale didn't mean I was automatically going to be happy with my life or who I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a huge one. And I think that comes back to also realizing and remembering that your body image, when we're having a negative body image moment, it's usually not actually about our body. Like you said, right. It's like an inner wound or it's something we went through maybe as a child even, or it's just something that we haven't healed yet. And um, that's a really, I think a good way to start recognizing those patterns, because if you can like stop yourself in that moment and be like, okay, is this actually about my body or is there something else going on? Like, am I stressed or am I sad about something? Or have I totally suppressed an emotion that is now making me want to control my body? That's one that I've noticed a lot in the women that I speak to is that their whole lives or um, like a snippet of their lives felt very out of their control, right? Like whether it was like breakups or work shit was happening or things just felt so chaotic that they turned to controlling their body. And that's exactly what happened to me. And so I think when we can like instead sit with that like uncomfortable feeling, which is tough to do, but it makes us realize like, okay, this actually has nothing to do with my body. And I actually had a really interesting conversation with a client too. And it it was about um, emotional eating because she was like, oh, I have no idea why I'm emotionally eating. Like I just can't stop and all these things. And I was like, okay, well, why don't we just like take a step back and ask yourself like, what's actually going on for you? Like it's the food probably isn't actually the problem. It's probably the fact that you have this like inner turmoil or you're stressed or something's going on. So I think it's the same when we have those body image moments of being able to take a step back and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Instead of me totally like berating myself in the mirror right now, what's actually going on in my life or like inside, right? Yeah, I have clients that ask like, what are actionable steps I can take, you know, on bad body image days, or even just from the get go, the start of your journey, like what's an action that I can do. And it's seems so simple when I say it. And when people hear it, they're like, Oh, well, that's not really an action, but it is. It's that, okay. Literally pausing where you're at, like whether you're standing in the mirror, berating yourself or body checking, or whether you're trying to make a meal and like, it seems really small or you're following all these food rules, literally just like pause and walk away. If you need to, like, if you need to just completely detach yourself from the situation and then the reflection piece comes in and that doesn't seem like a step to people either, but it is, it's literally reflecting on, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I talking to myself like this? Where is that stemming from? Did I have a triggering situation? Am I super stressed? Why do I feel the need to shrink myself and make myself smaller? Why do I feel the need to pinch and grab at this part of my body? Like, why isn't it good enough? And then that's when you get to those, you know, root, those inner turmoil things that are causing you to do these outward actions. And then once you've reflected on it, you can say, okay, what action can I take next that will actually work with my body and not against it and serve me and my goals and my values that I've listed out previously? Like those are your actionable steps. And it seems like it's not huge, but if you can stop yourself every single time you're in the mirror, speaking negatively about yourself, or, or even if you're not in a mirror, wherever it's happening, if you can just stop 
and recognize that it's happening, that's a huge step because it's not just letting it be passive. Once it's become passive and you're just doing it all the time and you barely even recognize it, that's when it's taken control. And I know we've talked about, you know, negative body image or even, you know, not having food freedom that's often stemming from other parts of our lives feel out of control. So let's like control these things, but at some point the negative body image or the food rules or the exercise rules, those are in control. You're not in control anymore. And I think that was a big step in my journey too, is realizing that those things are separate from me and what I want. And those are the things that were controlling how I felt about myself, how I acted, the choices I made every single day. Um, so really you're still not in control. So what control would you rather have control over your emotion and like letting it happen and sitting in that negative or in that like uncomfortable space of feeling those emotions Mm -hmm. or letting food and exercise control you and negative body image control you in your life. Totally. Yeah. Like taking back control of your power in a positive way, like your empowering narration going on, like that inner narrative should be encouraging you and supporting you. And like we said, it doesn't always have to be like one of total like sunshine and rainbows coming out your butthole, but like just like a neutral one or a respectful one or being like, Hey, you know what? I'm struggling today, but I can still respect my body. Like just yeah it, and that's the thing too it can it can be simple I think when we're looking for a solution for a lot of our problem areas whether it's body image or food or whatever it is we overcomplicate it or we think we need this big master grand plan to like save ourselves but really it's just like keep it simple remember that like you have everything within you that you need. And I think that's a big one that people lose touch on. Like we think we can't trust ourselves. We think we can't um, be there for ourselves. We look for a lot of external validation. And yeah. yet like that external support is important, but also you can be your own best friend. I think we as women need to like hone in on that. Cause like we can be our own cheerleaders. And when you get to that point, like everything changes. Yeah, it's huge. Cause and I think that's kind of also like a really important point is I did, I did say at the beginning of this, that having external support is so important. And I truly believe that I think having guidance and support can be really beneficial, but the thing is, is that guidance and support is giving you information, but then it's up to you what to do with that information what to do with those actionable steps and knowing that you need to have confidence in yourself and your ability and your power to actually incorporate those steps, to incorporate that information into your life because nothing changes if nothing changes is like a huge quote that I live by and I preach to my clients because I hear it so often that, you know, these women I'm helping, they're like, well, I know that and I know this needs to change and I know I need to stop doing this and I would never preach to a friend that this is the right thing but I can't do it myself or I can't like, it just doesn't apply to me. And I'm like, but it does. And you have to be strong enough on your own to make those changes, to incorporate those changes day by day. And I like going back to the beginning too, like we said, small changes are wins. It doesn't have to be like you automatically 
wake up and say all these positive things about your body. That's not how it happens. And I saw this, um, exercise the other day where it was like, get a jar and whether you throw coins in it or, you know, tokens or pieces of paper, whatever you want to throw in it. And every time you have a, when like you negate a food rule, you don't speak negative. You don't even have to say something positive. You just don't speak negatively about yourself. You pass a mirror without body checking you, you know, all these small things that don't feel like they're progressively like you're not seeing a huge shift, but these are the small things that matter and put something in that jar. And eventually you're going to see that jar fill up. And you're, and by that point, you're going to see the progress that's been made also internally and mentally. Like it takes those small actions repeatedly and consistently in order to actually see the change and feel the change in your body and in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, a big one, like a big initial step that a lot of people overlook is just that self-awareness piece. Like if you're becoming aware of your patterns or your thought patterns or behaviors you're doing, like that is the first step. Like you can't change anything without being self-aware. And so, yeah, same for me when, when women come to me and they're like, I don't know what to do, or like, I can't do this. I'm like, okay, well, you're recognizing that something needs to change. So that is the first step. Um, but yeah, even like you said, those words of like, I can't, or like, this isn't working for me or like all these like can't and like negative wording, our minds are so powerful. Limiting beliefs. Yeah, exactly. And that's the part of what I was saying, like, um, being your own cheerleader, like, even if it's just as simple as being like, I'm going to try my best today. Yep. Like. That's what I tell my client. That's all I'm asking for you from you. Just give it your all. And there's going to be days that are really freaking hard. Hmm. Like it's not always going to be like, I'm going to give it my all. And my all is going to be, I'm going to do every single step that I know what to do. And I'm going to, you know, speak neutrally towards my, it's, there's going to be hard days because these like ideas are so ingrained And that's something I say a lot too. Like, how long have you believed this one way about your body and about, you know, how you should treat it? You've probably believed it for a really long time because that's what we're all taught to growing up as women. So it's going to take more than, you know, a couple of days of speaking neutrally to your body to undo all of that. And that's okay. Like, it's taking those steps though. Like we talked about, like it's, it's taking that first action and recognizing it exactly. and then being committed. And I know that like, that seems easy, but I think a big step is like, and kind of what drove me to healing my relationship is you have to have a why you have to have a resounding reason that you can repeat to yourself over and over again on those hard days of why you want to let go of negative body image and find body acceptance. Like if you don't have, if you can always be like, well, I'm not that miserable or I'm not like, you have to have a strong why behind why you're doing this for yourself. And it needs to be for yourself. It doesn't need to be, well, I know mine related to my husband and like, but it had to do with my life, my life that I was going to live with him. And so I think it's like your why has to do with you. You're not doing this for anybody else. 
You're not doing it to please anybody else. You're doing this for you. But that reason needs to be very, very strong and firm and something you can fall back on on those harder days. Yeah, I love that. That's a big one. Doing it, doing it for yourself and for your life because no one else has to live your life but you. And in the same breath, like making it a lifestyle, like instead of always focusing on shrinking yourself or, you know, being the smallest version of yourself or having all these like crazy extreme external goals that are just super unrealistic and actually aren't going to make you happy. Focus on doing things that you have fun doing and eating in a way that you enjoy and that nourishes you and making it a lifestyle. Like we, we need to stop looking at uh, our health journey or our fitness journey, like whatever you want to call the journey that you're on as like a three month window to like 360 our lives, yeah. because that's only ever ended poorly for everyone who's ever done that. I think <laughs> I can speak for most of us. Um, and yeah. And it's like, don't you want to do things for the long term? Like yeah. make it a lifestyle, make it something that you you wake up and you're excited and you love like what you're doing and you do things that fulfill you and you have that balance. Like you work, you work for what you want, but you also enjoy it. It's not punishment. It's not consuming your life. It's not preventing you. Like you said, to like live the life that you want to live. Like that's a huge one. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's all amazing. I feel like I learned so much from you. You have such good, um, resources for body acceptance and um yeah moving your body and appreciating your body and everyone needs to go check out your instagram i'm gonna put it in the description box because i don't even know how i found you but um yeah even your page has just helped me a lot and like we said in the beginning curating your instagram holy crap it's such a simple but powerful thing if you're looking at pages on Instagram that make you feel bad about yourself or make you feel like you need to restrict or make you feel like you need to look a certain way or compare yourself, go ahead and unfollow those people real freaking quick because that's not the vibe we're here for. Yeah. My biggest advice is stop following people who post what I eat in a days with their body. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying just take, those, ever. take those off your feed. Okay. It will make a world of difference. I swear. And all with those, I cannot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just just anything of that like diet culture connotation, like we just don't need it in our lives anymore. Um, and instead, yeah, go follow accounts that make you feel really good and accounts that like encourage you to be on the right path and who lift you up and who are also showing you diversity, right? Like diverse bodies or viewpoints or races or genders and all these things, like just diversify. I think we all yeah. need that in this world. 100%. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. You are an absolute blast. Um, everyone, like I said, go check her out because she's got all the tools for us and she's absolutely killing it. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on and yeah, come chat. My DMs are always open and yeah, love your, love your body. Well, accept your body exactly. because <laughs> yeah. you're amazing just the way you are. Exactly. Be kind to yourself and let's get back to just like existing let's just allow ourselves to exist a little bit that's that's totally okay so yeah it's a fat girl summer you guys take care and we'll see you next time